Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley, and I am joined by Marty Agather. Marty, what's going on, man? Howdy, gang. Uh, what's going on? It's uh, spring in Minneapolis. It is spring as well here in upstate New York. And as you guys have probably heard me say before, I often belabor the fact that I decided to join one of the few insurance technology companies, which is actually headquartered further north than where I live. So uh, it's odd that spring... Uh, has sprung a few, a little earlier where I live than the, than where you are, but um, it is definitely warming up, which is nice. All right, curveball, real quick. We had a lot of fun on Friday, didn't we? We did have a lot of fun on Friday. <laughs> um, I, I I don't want to get too into it because there's so much cool media that's going to come out of this, but um, we had in one place our. Head of videography, uh, Sydney Rowe. We had our internet marketing manager. We had uh, uh, Nissa Leader. We had our VP of business development slash troublemaker, Marty Agather, the CEO of our company, Chip Basioko, and myself, and Marty's VW out on a field <laughs> launching rockets. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, but I, I do think it's, it's, it was a lot of fun. It was a perfect day for it. And uh, everyone, keep your eyes peeled because uh, there's some really cool stuff we have coming out around the launch of our new, uh, our new Agency Nation University course, Zero to Sales. So Zero to Sales. So excited for this, Marty. Um, I am scared shitless at the same time. Because we have so much work to do. Uh, we've done so much already, but so much more to do. Um, but man, it, it's uh, seeing the thing, the pieces starting to fall together as we get closer here is a lot of fun. I hear you. You know, so what I got to say is, uh, you know, into everybody's life, a little work must fall. But uh, when it's work, when it's work like you and I get to do day in and day out, it's a fantastic thing. And uh, I'm looking forward to sharing some of our creativity and and more of our knowledge with uh, our friends out there in the uh, listening area. So you know the thing too is uh, I think sometimes people you know you, people would see something like this and they'd be like, geez, you know what are these guys doing? They're spending their they got so much work to do and they're spending their days launching rockets. Well. You know, granted, it was a lot of fun, and there's absolutely no doubt about it. And and how it fits into the whole launch and the coursework itself um, will become evident as uh, as you guys see that what 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 we come out with on the other side. So, you know, Marty, I think a lot of people would see us shooting rockets into the sky and and be like, "Geez, you know, those guys have so much work to do over there. What the hell are they doing, spending their time shooting rockets in the air?" And, uh, and when you see how it works into the launch and the coursework and stuff, I think it'll make sense to people. But the other piece is too, and I think sometimes we forget this in this industry, that like your brand is supposed to be fun. Like It's important to do creative and fun things and capture people's attention. And if, um, if some of this uh, video and stuff that we did and, and how it all fits in, you know, if it helps some 
agents and insurance professionals connect better with the course and feel, uh, you know, just find it fun and entertaining and, and it gives them a reason to join the community and, and kind of get behind what we're trying to do, then, you know, taking a few minutes out of your day to do, to do this kind of stuff is, is really important. I, I feel like because our industry is such a grinding business, you know what I mean? It's a numbers game and it takes work and effort and, and all that kind of stuff that we forget that you have to mix in kind of that human fun element. So uh, very fun project and I'm glad that, uh, that you know, that, well, people will see and I don't want to tease it too much, but when they see everything that comes out of it, they'll, they'll get why it was so much fun. Well, I'm I'm going to go back and uh, go back to a a, a podcast that uh, we did some time ago, and uh, I'm going to go back on what I said during that because you and I sort of went head to head, toe to toe, swinging uh, haymakers about whether or not you know agents and agents could attract millennials via social media. You remember that one? Yes. Yes. These are the, the the techniques that Ryan was just talking about. These are the kind of things that will allow an agency to connect with that new level of buyer, right? I mean, and and it's not only those people that it will connect with, but particularly that group because they come to the web with a different understanding. They come with um, a proclivity to watch video, yada yada yada. That's another whole. That's another. Another whole topic we got to get into, but I am with you entirely. Um, you got to take time out to celebrate. You got to take time out to differentiate yourself. You got to take time out to show your customers and prospects who you are as a person and as a business. Yeah, and this is what I will guarantee as we get into the actual content of today's show. There are a few different online training uh, courses and communities that exist. There will never have been another insurance sales marketing and technology course geared towards helping insurance producers grow their business. Insurance agents, insurance professionals grow their business. That will be launched the way this one will be launched. They just will this is going to be something special. I'm so happy. I'm so excited to share it with everybody. Um I know uh, at least some of you will be interested in this, knowing some of you as well as I do. So, all right, let's, we beat that up and we've teased it enough. Um, Look for that good stuff to come. Actually, the first uh, video about uh, Agency Nation University's first course, Zero to Sales, will be launching here, uh, depending on when you listen to this. Pretty damn quick. So, if it hasn't already been launched when this episode goes live, it will be very soon. So, um, look for that. Uh, look for it on Facebook, and you'll see it if you're subscribed to Agency Nation University, and uh, especially if you are on the Agency Nation um, University launch list. And you can get on that list by going to agencynation.com. Right up at the top, uh, you'll see a link for university. You'll say university. Click that. That'll take you to the page. Enter your name. Enter your email. And that way, as new announcements uh, new uh, offers and all different kinds of stuff, resources. When that stuff comes out, uh, you will be the first to know about it. And um, you definitely want to be on the Agency Nation University launch list if you're interested in, in joining the program. So let's talk about what we came here to talk about. And it is um, a very well-written article on TechCrunch uh, by a woman named Whitney Arthofer. Hopefully I pronounced her last name well. Uh, Arthofer. Arthofer. 
something like that. Um, either way, May 2nd, 2016, titled Insurance Brokerage is Broken. Uh, I mean, she must be using brokerage in the plural sense because um, she doesn't say brokerages and she doesn't say the insurance brokerage is broken. I so. think she might be talking. I think she might be talking about the process. Yeah. Of the, what would that brokerage. make it? The, the, the noun brokerage? The, yeah. Yeah. So doesn't matter. Um, the name is provocative. No doubt. Uh, she is an MBA associate at General Catalyst Partners, which is, um, you know, seems like a research organization. They do early work investments, that kind of stuff. Uh, so she's Says a, they're a VC, VC firm. Yes. And, uh, you know, she's got some VC Homer nonsense in here so there's definitely so what i was initially very turned off to this article so i'm gonna give you my take on it and then we'll get into what it actually says i was initially very turned off because this has venture capital silicon valley homer nonsense all all throughout I mean, she definitely has that and it really in my opinion it takes away from some of her points because it's so slanted towards us in silicon valley know exactly what's going on and all you agents who've been doing this for 150 years you don't have a freaking clue you're completely out to lunch right like that's her slant all the way um but the hard pill to swallow here, and even though some of her, and again, we'll talk about all the different points, and this is an incredible article. If you're listening to this, you have to go to Agency Nation. Go to agencynation.com forward slash podcast and look for episode 25. You have to read this article. This, this There really is some good stuff, and we're going to touch on all the points in here. But Marty, this is the thing that, um, that the tough pill to swallow is some of her conclusions and some of her recommendations are not that far off. I mean, it no, it, it bothers I, I would me. Agree. It bothers me her persuasion, you know, where she's coming from, but she's not that far off. So, you you found this and shipped it over to me and as I was reading through it, I came up with uh a uh new new acronym which hopefully I will get patented and, you know, make a bazillion dollars off of, but uh it's BSIS, okay? And what that stands for is book smart and insurance stupid. All right. And it's evident to me that this woman hasn't spent one minute in the insurance industry. Okay. Um, The thing that really got stuck in my craw was this quote, insurance is fundamentally about the trading of information in parentheses, consumer data for a policy product. If you believe, you know, that, that strikes to me sort of the um, the belief that we're going to give you freeware if you give us some data and you allow us to track your movements, right? That is not the, that's not what insurance is fundamentally about. Insurance is fundamentally about the transfer of risk, all right? That's what we, anything that goes beyond that is ancillary to the product itself, now, there may be great value to all that data, right? So let's talk about, you know, uh, telematics and all that stuff that we've talked about in the past. There is going to be monster value in all of that data that comes off of uh, personal and commercial vehicles as they drive around. But that isn't the product that we sell. Yeah. I mean, it's it's 
it's so bothersome <laughs> that she said that. <laughs> it just is. I mean, and look, we, we talked smart, about, insurance stupid, I, which I love, which I absolutely love. You could even say like business smart, insurance stupid. Um, there we go. Yeah, you know, I think that, that fits yeah. too. It, it, you, you pinned it right. That that's the part that's that's tough to swallow when you continue to read down. And you know, some of her takeaways are are right. You know, she's, she's like I said, she's not that far off if 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 she doesn't have the answer. I mean, how you, executing on these things is much more difficult than anything else. But um, you know, one of the things I, one of the things I think that's that's actually um, very valuable about this article is she encapsulates a number of current. Um, thought products from some of the big players in the industry that sort of outline the challenges that we face. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's got the, you know, she, she, she compare and contrasts uh, the challenges of insurance versus the challenge of travel agents. And obviously the story's not nearly as dire. Um, some people might say yet, but it's not as dire uh, at the present time, but she's making good points and she's got, she's got data from, you know, McKinsey and all these other people that back her up. Actually, some of the data is big eye data, I think. Yeah, it is. Some of the data is from IABA. Um, one thing, and again, this is a, this is another. So last episode, we talked about wh- why we, we believed that uh, one of the fundamental issues with insure tech is that they don't respect regu- regulatory issues and they don't respect the people who are already in place. Right. They don't respect the relationship side of this business in any way, shape, or form. And her and she encapsulates that idea in this it's the trading of information for a policy, right? Not coverage, no emotional connection, just all people want is we're willing to give you our information and you give us that piece of paper, right? And to, to, and to break the, 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 what we're doing down into that, it, it just clearly misses the mark. And like you said, means, you know, this is, a, this is an associate at some GC firm who's been tasked with media outreach, right? And she's obviously good at writing and she's done her homework. So I'm not going to say that she's uneducated, but she certainly has not spent, like you said, a day inside the actual industry herself. I mean, this is completely just trying to dissect something from the outside and she in her article um takes uh captive agents and she combines them with independence right so she considers those two things so she's only looking at this from the standpoint of direct versus we'll call any any process that involves a human being and that's how she positions this now remember when we're thinking about you know when we're thinking about this stuff Remember how Silicon Valley thinks, right? They do not – they want to remove the human. They are smarter than the people who have always done it. That's the way that Silicon Valley thinks. And um, we have to be – you know, when we're thinking about where these people are coming from and the, the disruption that they potentially uh, can cause our industry, understand that their goal is not independent versus exclusive. It's remove the human being. They don't need to be there. Yeah, it's it's one of these things where their opinion is and and to some degree that's the real value that these Silicon Valley teams bring to the process, right? Is they're thinking at a completely strategic level rather than, you know, on the ground stuff. So they can say, you know what? The disintermediation, that's a term that's sort of gone into disfavor lately, but you know, by taking the people out of the process, we can we can affect a much bigger swath than if we just 
target at a segment of that niche, which would be independent agents or, or captive agents. If we look at the whole thing as an opportunity, it just makes the pie that much bigger. Yeah. And, you know, and what piece of that pie? So, so where do these tech companies see the opportunity? Um, she, she plays her hand uh, in talking about commissions, right? So it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Look how, uh, look how much money insurance agents make. You know, she says uh, in 2014, insurance agents made $325 billion in commission revenue. That's $300 billion in spend from insurance carriers plus 25 in fees. And since their primary role is only in closing policies, they make a higher uh, operating profit margin. She then goes on to talk about how this is where this is what this is the money they're going after right is the tech right but the, but the, but that doesn't even so, so so just that statement in and of itself shows that she has a bias and an and a misunderstanding so so her belief is that that money goes for the sale of policies only yeah all right and 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 we know that there's a huge service component. You just don't throw some paper at some guy and say you're covered and don't ever call me again, thank you very much, right? I mean, that could be the life insurance business, but I don't even wanna get started in a fight with those guys. Um, the fact of the matter is there's a ton of service work that goes on. And then she talks about how taking something over on a br uh, a broker record letter allows you to, allows you to uh, in all the service dollars for the policy. Well, <laughs> there ain't no service dollars in the middle of the policy period. Yeah, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of how the business operates. Now, so, okay, so we've set the stage for where uh, this woman is coming from. But like I said, she's definitely has done her homework on the topic and does make some very valid points. So uh, she starts with out with the old in with the new, which if that doesn't get you going um you know what uh what wouldn't so she says uh, number 3 here aging work agent aging agent workforce the average age is 59 the agent workforce is on the brink of retirement and less in touch with consumer demands in the digital world this is an incredibly accurate statement and it is one of the largest issues facing our industry is the pale stale male men um kind of disposition that we have and you know how we overcome that as an industry is going to be the greatest obstacle in this place and you know the problem is do people who are retiring do they really care do, do you really care if you're not perpetuating your business do you care whether the IA channel exists once you've you know grabbed onto the golden parachute and uh that's a really tough question and it does present an opportunity for the technology companies yeah, I so I think there are, you know, like there, with any position, there are people that are going to have distinctly different views of that, to, of the answer to your question. Do I care whether the industry survives? I think there are many, many industry champions who are in that age cadre who are probably looking at retirement, but they would absolutely want the industry to continue long after they're retired and probably long after they're no longer on this earth. I'm not talking because about the leaders I, because no, no, I the, agree. They, yeah. you, you're now, I just don't want us to make a rule based on the exception, right? Like if you look at the men and women who go to, um, 
the ledge conference, right? The big eyes ledge conference. 600 to 700 people um, remove the young agents only because we're not specifically talking to their demographic right now. Uh, you're looking at maybe 500 experienced people who would care immensely if the industry wasn't here. But there are 37,000 agencies in the country and there's only 500 people at that event. And I'm not saying there aren't people who don't go that wouldn't care. I'm just saying I think I think in general there there this aging thing is a problem and 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 making the hard choices is tough when you're when you're phasing out. I agree, but I am not, you know me, I'm not willing to lay that that burden only at the feet of the agencies. I think we have carrier leadership that has the exact same attitude. As long as the dang thing doesn't sink before I retire, I'm okay. Oh, I'm sure that's the case. I I am not as in touch with that uh, with the carrier leadership in that way that I would be able to speak to that. Um, I'm sure that's the case. I will say though that there and I mentioned these guys last time, New York Central Mutual. There are some um, there are some some national players, some regionals, some super regionals. Uh, Westfield's a great example. Safeco from a national stage is a great example. New York Central Mutual from a state example or a single state example. And there are many others who are, regardless of who their really age, get it. who yeah, who are really trying to figure this out and all in their own yeah. different ways. They all have different challenges. And, um, you know, I, th- I think as agents, and, and again, I'm, I'm not calling for anyone to choose one carrier over another, nor do I have... Um, the 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 ability to tell you to do that you, you we're not gonna have to start reading the antitrust statement no I'm, no, no and then that's not what i'm doing um i'm okay. saying that we need to look at the carrier i think as prudent business people not just insurance agents but as prudent business people it makes sense to think of carriers as partners not just vendors right these aren't just the markets you have access to they really should be thought of as true partners in this and the ones that are supporting you and and there are so many out there who will, who would do anything for agents who are hungry to grow business and the type of business they want to write. I do think we need to look to our carrier partners and not just, hey, how much money are you willing to give me this year? But I want to put a program together. I want to work hard on building this piece of my book of business. Uh, I want to grow retention. How do I do that with you? And um, I, you know, I, I haven't bumped I wanna, into. I want to implement a technology solution. That you are bringing to market. Let, let me do that. Whether yeah. that's e-signature or any of a hundred other things. You know, I, I, the carriers get a bad rap. I think I, we all like to blame each other, right? And it's tough to look at yourself in the mirror. But um, you know, I have not, in all the events that I've been to, and Marty, I'd love to get your feedback on this as well. I have not bumped into a carrier representative or employee who hasn't been completely open to the hungry agent that's looking to work with them. I, I've never had someone say, eh, you know, eh, no, we're not interested. These guys are, these these men and women are always looking for the hungry agency who wants to grow, who wants to write better business, who wants to write the business uh, that that carrier is interested in. They're always looking for these people. And um, if you make yourself available to them, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. So, uh, yeah, one of their, and one of the, frankly, one of their biggest frustrations is that when they go looking for those hungry organizations, it's a fairly tough search. Yeah. 
Yep. So, okay. So there's okay, so, so much age. to that's this article. Where, that's, where we that's where we're we were. Let's, yeah. let's move past age. Age is an issue. We know that. Um, there's lots of perpetuation things that, that, that we have to deal with uh, as an industry. And, um, and there's lots of uh, good people talking about that. But I want to get to the and, one. And, go ahead. Well, I was going to go. I was going to go. I mean, she starts this argument off with something that you and I have been talking about for, for forever, which is essentially that the consumer, you know, the consumer train left the station a long time ago, right? And and the consumer train ain't coming back for, for those of us who can't play. So she's just calling out the fact that the consumer expects us to, to come to – come to the table with a radically different solution set than we have today. Yeah, and, and this is the statement that you pulled out. Um, consumers derive little intrinsic joy from shopping for, uh, for insurance. So she uses this as almost, uh, she uses this statement to kind of position it as, uh, to, to, to build off of her position that this is a transactional business that is almost... Um, uh, I'm not going to get the right word here, but it, it's almost as if we are cloaking ourselves in that this is a relationship business, but really it's just a transaction business. And the companies that can provide the cleanest and simplest transaction are the companies that are going to win. Um, let me let me let me throw out an analogy here, which may or may not work. To some degree, and 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 she's dead on on this point, right? She, her, her, she compares and contrasts the insurance transaction with something that you really want to buy, like a new car, a new home, and the joy that goes into that research uh, for those products. Um, to me, at some point, isn't isn't an insurance policy? And I'm probably going to get hate mail for this, but isn't an insurance transaction almost hasn't it been almost reduced to the point of a utility. It's it's your electric bill. It's gas in your car. Yeah, but I think uh, well, I I would push back on that. I, I'm gonna be honest from, with you. I'm gonna push back on her from the consumer perspective. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna push back on that the, though. I, I push back yeah. on her statement. I I think that she's wrong. I think that um, you know, and look. I got into this business doing these 100 videos thing, right? I did 100 videos in 100 days. I answered these questions, and I can tell you the number of people who contacted me after those videos and said, I can't believe there's someone out here who is actually answering these questions that I have, you know, that we have, and um, putting them in a way that I can easily understand them. They were so happy to find those, right? Now, look. We as an industry have gotten incredibly lazy in, in building a brand and marketing our business. We've become very lazy. We, we were the default position for so long that we forgot, we forgot how important it was to build a brand and to do, uh, to, to create content, to build relationships and because we didn't need to build any new relationships. We had built so many that the relationships just came to us and plus we were the only channel to do that. That's not the case today. So she's right that consumers who are going to Geico are most likely the disenfranchised consumers who do feel a little intrinsic joy in shopping for insurance. But the people who've worked with an independent agency before, the people who have an actual problem and are on their computer at 9.30 at night and are sweating because they don't know if they're going to have coverage or not for the party and the alcohol that they have for their, you know, their kid's 21st birthday is going to be covered or not. And when they go to the internet, and they can't find solutions. Yeah, that 
Th- there's no joy in that. But when they find that the local independent agent down the street has spent some time to create some videos that, that explain to them that, look, your homeowner's policy is going to cover up to this amount. But really, when you're having a, uh, a party, you want to get um, – there's like a special one-day – Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like a one-day policy you can get. And again, my – Former agent brain knows that this thing exists, and I can't put my name on exactly what it is. Um, my wife would probably be making fun of me if she heard me uh, talking about this right now. But um, there's a, a one-day kind of party policy that you can get that – that uh, special events policy, Jesus, that, that uh, provides you an extra layer and has the liquor built in and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, and why not have those? So I – I, joy is probably the wrong word. It's not like when I'm shopping for a new set of basketball sneakers, but uh, can you still find happiness and um, satisfaction in shopping for insurance? I absolutely believe that you can. Uh, I just think in a world where your viewpoint is there is no relationship built into the insurance transaction, that statement is probably seen as true. I think that it could not be f- – I think it is missing the point. And it and it do, and again shows a lack of understanding in and what this industry really is. Yeah. So, I guess the the whole point there is that she's identified some, she's identified some some challenges that we know. She's also identified some opportunities and sort of what the next generation solution that would solve many of the problems that are presented by the existing industry might be. And I think that that's where there's a a big, a big lesson here for us. Yeah. So the last point that she makes and the last point that I want to talk about in the show today is this idea. uh, Again, she says insurance companies cannot expect to sell the same way to a cohort with fundamentally different purchasing habits and expectations. Um, this is the statement I could not agree with her more on. It is this is the fundamental idea that Marty, you've been preaching and all your work here at trustedchoice.com for the last five plus years that I was before I joined, that I have even more since I joined. We cannot look at the world today and say the way it worked 10 years ago is the way it's going to work today. It's the reason people like this, this woman who wrote this article are able to write this article mm. with authority is that is – is this idea is that we have not we have not made this jump to say people buy differently they are introduced to us in different ways today than they used to be introduced to us as an industry and we have to be willing to to capture them in that space and um and i just in this idea she is completely dialed in yeah and again i you know i I always try to broaden the the brush. She says insurance companies specifically, and I think I think that mindset is a function of her point, which is um, those players who don't add value to the distribution will find themselves squeezed out, right? But I would I would broaden that state her statement to say that. Companies and agencies can't expect to sell the same way. And so even if the carriers get it in their mind and they and they bring those technologies to bear that allow a consumer to have more satisfaction in the style in which they've grown accustomed, we need the agencies to be progressive uh, 
with not the insurance company, obviously, but but be willing to join that movement and to leverage those technologies and to change their selling styles because the consumer, as we said, demanded it, and we've got to get to where they are, yeah. not to where they used to be. So I want to read the one paragraph from her closing piece to this uh, to this article, and um, again, this builds off of the statement that I just read, and I think. I think this is something we really have to consider as an industry, especially if, as local agents, we're not going to take responsibility for marketing our business. If we're going to continue to pretend that we're too busy to do the things that we have to do to be out in the new digital marketing marketplace, consider this as what is most likely going to happen. And I, and I don't think that, that she's too far off here. So I'm going to read this paragraph. It's a couple sentences. While strong secular trends suggest the disintermediation of the in-person agent over time, new software solutions may help some maintain staying power. Consider other industries that have made the transition online. Many tech-enabled solutions have helped optimize rather than displace existing infrastructure. Think compass for real estate brokers. In the more commoditized insurance products, technology may enable brokers to achieve the scale and efficiency necessary to operate profitably. It's that last sentence that she's really on, right? So you can preach as much as you want and howl at the moon and scream and yell into the wind or whatever the heck the saying is, all you want about how auto insurance and home insurance are not commodities. And I believe them not to be, but ultimately it's what our consumers believe. And that last sentence in a more commoditized, for, for the more commoditized insurance products, technology may enable brokers to achieve scale and efficiency necessary to op- operate profitably. We have to think that way. That means marketing automation. It means working with agency management systems who can help you market your tool, not just be a collection point. It means using things like e-signature. It means understanding how to uh, position your website in the digital space, using social media, using um, your cell phone as a as a marketing tool, as a connection tool. I mean, having a mobile producer, having um, you know, uh, removing the reluctance on a single point location as the only way to operate, and allowing our workforce to to separate and and expand into ge- different geographical regions. I mean, all these things are what is necessary. And uh, the agency of 20 years ago could not be built and succeed today. It looks different and it feels different. And I think we have to start to position our businesses. Um, and th- I don't think as much as I disagree with some of the things she said, this woman makes some really, really valid points. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, we probably, for a newcomer to the industry, didn't welcome her very openly. But uh, long story short, um, she she's done a lot of homework. She may not have spent enough time to really understand the 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 nooks and crannies that that uh, we live live in day in and day out but big picture she's 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 done a pretty good job of capturing sort of the direction of the existing industry and the and and what she's really calling out is the ripe opportunity i mean this is almost a come on in guys the you know, the, the feast is laid out for us, right? So this is a call. I, I'm sure they're probably trying to find the next tech company who says, yeah, why don't you give us, you know, some money and let's get after this thing. Yeah. Well, Marty, I want to keep uh, this episode uh, relatively short. And um, 
Plus, I have to go get my hair cut. So, with that, buddy, I think we're going to call this one wraps. I highly, highly recommend that you go over and check this article out. There's just a lot of stuff that will get your brain spinning. And, again, there's some things that will get your blood boiling, especially if you're an IA. But there are some really, really good points, and there's some things to think about. And, again, guys, I know we push this button over and over again, but it's our job. We have to start thinking about the way we do business differently. I think – Agency Nation's first course, Zero to Sales, will help a lot of you. And what it'll do even beyond that is connect you with like-minded professionals in the industry who are thinking about these things and talking about these things and get just as frustrated by articles like this and want to help both grow and solidify their own business as well as expand the independent agent community as a whole. Um, So check out agency nation university go to agencynation.com and look for the university link at the top click that and enter your name and email marty any any closing words here before we get out we're out